Hello, friends, and thanks for subscribing to the Defining Marriage Podcast. It's me, Matthew, and every week I'm joined by James. Hi, James, to talk about marriage. Ah, you met a bird. It didn't fly away. It didn't. Oh, my goodness, you guys. Today I met a whole bunch of falcons. I went Wait, to... Wait, how many? Was it Captain Falcon? It was Captain Falcon. Uh, no, it was Edie Falco. Oh, dear. Uh, so I, I went to this guy that I've just recently been introduced to. His name is John, and he is a falconer here in Seattle. And he has kestrels, and he had a kookaburra, and he had an owl, and he had a vulture, and... Uh, the haha pigeon. The haha pigeon, yes. Did uh, you tell it a joke? I, I, so the kookaburra did not laugh at all. No. It just went... It just did a single... Huh. Yeah, this is more of a meh. Yeah. Uh, it was really magical, you guys. I got to hold an owl on my hand. It's a big animal, so it's like six pounds or so. And uh, your arm gets really tired when you're holding uh, a, a bird that weighs six pounds for a long time. Yeah, we'll try fisting Yogi Bear sometime. <laughs> How much does he weigh? Uh, more than a bread basket or a picnic basket. <laughs> more than a picnic basket. Uh, yeah, because he's eaten a lot of them. He's eaten a lot of picnic baskets. So I got to hold an owl and stare into its eyes. Owls have very pretty eyes. Did it tell you how it. many licks it takes to get to its center? Nope. I, I did not try to lick the owl. Why? It did try to bite me once. Why? Because uh, you're so mousy. Because, yes. <laughs> I went peep and it, it bit at me. You twitched well, I don't think your it was, whiskers. I don't think it was expecting me to. I, I was petting it and I don't think it expected me to. Oh. Uh, so uh, then I let it see that I was there for a while and then I pet it and it was just fine. Uh-huh. And I held out my hand to the to the vulture, and the vulture fished around in my hand looking for meat. Uh, these are not animals that eat live people, so I was not in any particular danger. But uh, it was still very nice to kind of pet an owl's head and stroke a vulture's beak. Oh, I see. Yeah. The vulture's beak. Mm-hmm. And That's also, the name of my new pub. Uh, there was also a terrier, and I met the terrier. Oh, and there's also just a chicken that wanders around. What? There are multiple chickens. They're the neighbors, and sometimes they just come over. Wait a minute. Is the terrier disguised as a bird? How no. did he infiltrate? Is it a winged terrier? Yes, it's a flying terrier. Actually, I said to the terrier when she came out, I was like, you don't fly at all. Uh, and then did she look very sad and just turn oh. around with her tail behind her legs and waddle right back in? Yeah. He also had, I can't remember the name of it. It's a Mexican corvid with a with a, a crest and a black neck. Mm-hmm. It's a and wrestler. So it's a, so it's related to, to crows, obviously, and so it's very smart. And so he let that out. It lives in the bathroom. So he let that what? out. What? It, it, it lives in the bathroom right now because he's he's training it. Uh, and so it needs to have a... A toilet at all times? A toilet at all times. No, it needs to have a, an enclosed area that where the, there's less stimulation than the other birds have. Oh, I have a lot of stimulation in, in the bathroom. The bathroom. <laughs> so it's the we most met, stimulating room in the house. We met that bird, and she made a lot of noises and oh. uh, wanted what to... What kind? Can you do the noises? <laughs> Like that. I think an IM program just yeah. sent me some messages. <laughs> and what did she do? Oh, and I the vulture tried nudes. to undo my, my shoelaces. The oh, vulture landed on my nudes. Yes, on my on my foot and tried to pull my shoelaces open. Oh, did the owl try to undo your zipper? <laughs> yes, they were all undressing me. Oh, dear, that would be... That would, that's I, the birds. That's what if you're just surrounded by birds? That they're, they're just flapping and honking, me? and then when they fly away, you're completely nude. Oh, my goodness, James... Uh, you know, I go to a lot of burlesque shows, and I've never seen anything like that. But I think that would be burlesque. <gasps> oh man! So, uh, Somebody big... wants that. Somebody wants that desperately. With MC Big Bird as the oh, host. Oh dear, James, he's six years old. Well, he's going to grow up very fast. <laughs> uh, yes. By the end of this show, he's going to lay an egg. <laughs> I mean, this show would lay an egg. This show is currently laying an egg. Tell, lay it on me, pops. What do we do here? 
<laughs> uh, we talk about our lives and marriage quality. Oh, so we've no. talked about our lives, and now we talk about marriage. Oh, fiddle-dee-dee. dee fiddle dee dumb Nope. Uh, you've been playing a lot of Persona, by the way. Uh, it's not all about me. It's all about. It's also all about you. Oh, Persona. Mm, okay. Do you have a bird Sona? Uh, is that a thing? Uh, probably. Probably. Okay. Oh, my God. James. Yes. I, I have to bring this back around to me again. Uh, so I'm going to NorwestCon next weekend. It's yeah. a sci-fi and fantasy convention here in Seattle, well, on the outskirts of Seattle. Mm-hmm. And I noticed in going through the program that there are a lot of events, panels, and talks and whatnot for mer people. I you you mentioned that, and that it's called a mersona in that case. Yes, yes. Okay. There's, there's a whole thing about choosing your the proper mersona mm-hmm. and about dealing with the downsides, like how hard it is to walk. And uh, yeah, yes. there's like mermaid story time for mm-hmm. little, uh, little young mermaid people. And there's, uh, honestly, I don't know what these are. There's like six different, there's, there's mermaids 101, mermaids 102, mermaids 103. So there's an advanced course of study on mermaids at NorwestCon. And I'm so curious. I may have to go to some of these to talk to the people because they're, I think there's a good chance there's a good story in this. Is there a panel on the agony of having your fins torn apart as they become legs and how every footstep feels like you're walking on broken glass? Is that something that Daryl Hannah talked about? Uh, Not in a mermaid context. It's just a thing she likes to talk about. (laughs) Yeah, poor Daryl. Do they talk about the existential ennui of realizing you have no soul and you're nothing but seafoam? Oh, God. That is sad. I'm sure all of these things will come up. They seems like they seem like people who are very passionate about mer lore. Do you lure young men out into the bathtub and drown them? Yep, you're you're just singing to them magically, and they come closer and closer. And <laughs> James, can we share that story about Buddy Hackett about how when uh-huh. when he was uh, doing the voice of of oh no, what's his name? Not, it's not Scrabble. What's Scra- his name? Scrounger. No. Nope. Flounder is the fish. That's the fish. Scrubby. You almost said Scrotum. Scrotum. Scrubble. Skrillex. Skrillex. Scrappy. Scrappy. Well, anyway. Scrappy Skrillex. What's his name? The seagull in The Little Mermaid. Indeed it is. Well, what's his name? He had a dinglehopper. Scurvy. Not Scurvy the squirrel. Squirvel. Nope. Squirvel. Nope, not Squirvel the scurvel. Scarble. I have I have it right that it's a it's a sk. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He was Scram- the, one of the original lores of Scarred. Scrabble. Scram. Scram. Scramma. You've you've scrambled my egg because <laughs> I meant to say Lords of Ska, but I said like Lorms of Scad or something. <laughs> oh, James, we're both a little bad. Why would you scramble my egg? Oh. Uh, okay. So. Uh, Screech, screech, no, screech. It's not screech. Screech, screech uh, has gone the way of the dodo. Mm. Scarb, scam, scurb, sca- scoot, scout, scout, scounderb, scounderb. Yep, that's a good name for uh-huh. somebody. Yes, somebody hack it. Anyway, so the story that I wanted to tell is it's that all about birds. He was doing like he was doing the voice recording for his role in Little Mermaid, and uh, this is a story that was shared by one of the directors uh, that. Uh, it just wasn't coming together. The take wasn't working very well. And so then he goes to like all the crew and people who were just there to direct and listen and do some sort of job with the recording. He's like, I'd like to try that one more time. Alone. <laughs> and he made everybody leave. And that's apparently the take that worked. Oh, okay. But this is neither here nor there because I can't remember his name. No. Scan Scandal. Scandal. Scandal the seagull. It's in the air. It's everywhere. <laughs> Oh, put it oh, there. Oh, you nasty man. 
Okay, sc- scru- scrap scripts. Ah, this is really frustrating. <laughs> yeah. I need I need more hint. Is it skur skur? Because I got a skur in there. Or is it just? There's is it no sca- R. Okay, scabby. It's not scabby. The seagull. Skigal. Skigulk. It's not. That's like a. That's a J.R.R. Tolkien character. Scam. Skur. No, it's not. There's no R. No R. No B. There's. Skellington. It's not Skellington the Seagull. Scuffle. Scuffle? Scuffle. Scuttle. 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 Scuttle? It's subtle. That's Scuttle. Okay. So this brings me to point number one. Uh huh. The Netherlands. Oh, is that where Buddy Hackett's from? Sure, why not? Uh, so the Netherlands, uh, th- so there was a Dutch couple attacked recently. Oh. Uh, they were uh, assaulted in the dead of night by some teenagers. Hmm. And so the speculation is that they were targeted because there were two men holding hands. I see. And so, of course, the Netherlands being a very progressive and accepting and wonderful place, everybody is horrified by this. Mm-hmm. And so uh, what they've done is a lot of people have started taking pictures of themselves, men holding hands. Mm-hmm. So if you go and look at the hashtag, it's a long one. All a man in hand in hand. Oh, that's great. All one word. Eh? Well, it's course, a hashtag. Well, yeah. yes, but all a man in hand in hand. Uh-huh. Uh, it, you'll see politicians and sports teams and priests and cops, all just men holding hands. And it is really lovely. Hmm. There's there's something just really nice, but also something I noticed when I was looking at it, it was like, my first reaction was, oh, this looks real weird. And I was like, why does this look weird to me? Why am I like having this reaction? This looks weird. Mm-hmm. It's my own baggage that I think that. It's because when you try to hold my hand, I slap you That's away. That's true. We do not hold hands, although I would like to. I don't get it. I need my hands for things. I don't mean all the time. Mm, I don't know. I James, think I would it's like, a slippery slope. I would like to... Your flesh. Sometimes. My slope is a slippery slope? Your flesh is a slippery slope. Oh, what about... Oh, God. Uh, Okay, so I would like to hold your hand Uh while we watch The Great British Bake Off. That is... You get... You get a ration of time for hand-holding. You get hand-holding. I do, I do. And then... But I would eventually, like, I need my hand. I need to I pick my nose. I need to rub my butt. I need to kind of fluff my tit so it doesn't get saggy. Mm-hmm. I need to do all these things. But I also want to hold your hand in public. Uh, to what end? To feel good. Oh, a feel-goodery, eh? Yes. You're a feel-good, Nick. Um... Is that a is that a thing that's nice? I don't I don't see people hold hands, and when I do, I say, what? "Ugh." Okay. Well, they're not doing it for you, James. Okay. Well, they're doing it for themselves, and I would like to hold your hand for me. Oh, I see. You're trying to extract a ransom, a king's <laughs> no, sum. No, not what's the you're ransom? You're trying to take my talent on. What? You you're, I'm what taking you're... your talent on. You do. Is <laughs> what? Aha! What's a talent on? It's a sum. It's a cross what? my palm with a piece of silver. Oh, this is one and of those And then you'll times try to take it from me. When you're, you're several references ahead of me and I don't know what you're talking about. Thinner. Is this a reference to Thinner? Because I haven't seen that. It's not. Oh, good grief. We, you scared the dickens out of me. My by mother sh- the car. By show... I, I don't know if Carrie. that's... What? My mother the Maximum car is not overdrive. a Stephen... You showed me some clips from It. Stanley Steamer. And there's... I'm sorry. There is a Stephen King book, isn't there, with a car that's alive? I don't think... Christine. Christine? Christine Ebersol. Yes. Car that's alive? Yes. Christine Ebersol is my mother the car in Stephen King's It. Now tell me all about It. Really? Okay. So you showed me clips from It, and I don't like it. 
What, you don't like it? I don't like a scary clown. I don't okay. like the boys in the sewer doing we all, weird things. We all float down here. I don't want to float. You, but let's float. I'm not going into the sewers like that. Like That's that, not my sewer. Like that modest mouse song where we all float on. You want to be a mo- modest mouse? I I want to be a grand mouse. No, you you saw the mice on Voltron, and you want to be a modest I do. mouse. I want to be a Voltron mouse. Yes. Uh, but wait, you said something else that pe- my my mouse like ears pricked up when you perked a peak. You would be very cute if you had mouse ears. Oh, no. And whiskers? Oh, my God, James. I'm just imagining you with mouse ears and whiskers and a tail. And you're nibbling some cheese and also running away from a cat. I'm the cat. Oh, now you mentioned that it's not your kind of sewer. What is your kind of sewer? Because you'll spend a lot of time boring people about sewers. <laughs> so I will accept two kinds of sewers. One is the kind from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, yeah, That has never existed. What? Uh, where it's like a, a brick awning and people can just stroll leisurely around sure. and the water is clean and multiple and entities lights live everywhere. there yeah, it's, it's brightly lit the rat king can set up a little music studio <laughs> yeah turtles so, have an apartment that's not a thing oh. uh, but i will accept it because it's nice to think about oh. uh, and the other is a highly functional sewer the kind that actually does exist that speeds water along and does a good job and doesn't let anybody get sick and die and because everything's interconnected you can flush yourself down one toilet and pop out of another anywhere in the city Mm, okay sure that would be a gross way to travel everything's interconnected matthew it's it's wheels within wheels i think you'd have a hard time of would i ever if i was flushing myself down the toilet i'd be having a real hard time if uh-huh. you know what i mean uh, oh, oh nothing stimulates more than the toilet well anyway that's the news from the netherlands yes we have a growth in the bathroom we do so we need to do we're at the time of the year when the humidity decreases a little bit so it's not quite so uh fertile for funguses uh and i've noticed that over some time there's been a build-up of something pink on uh the the tube that connects our shower head to the shower sprayer Mm. so that's got to be that's got to be wiped down i tried to i tried to spray it with itself and that Ah! just seemed to make it worse spray it with itself what does that even mean yeah well so i took the shower nozzle thing and i took it off the attachment and i turned it around so it was spraying its own tube and uh that it seemed to open up a, a, a wormhole of fungus. I don't know what that. I don't know what, this is some eldritch horror. Yeah, um, it's, it's gross. Is what I'm telling you. Is okay. The shower is gross right now. I so, I will spray my own tube from time to time, and I also uh, am an eldritch horror. Mm-hmm. And that would be a good drag king name, would it? Eldritch horror? I think Maybe. so. I think so. It would be a real gross drag king, though. Sure. You come out and you sing the monster mash. Well, I think what you just shit out worms. So in Australia, yeah. Uh, Airbnb and Qantas and some other companies are doing this thing where they're advocating for marriage equality. Airbnb mm. seems to be taking the lead on this. Um, now, Qantas yeah. had some of the best product placement ever yeah. in the film Rain Man. Did they? Yes. I haven't seen it. Uh, the uh, comically caricatured autistic character in the film uh, is unwilling to fly on any airline that has ever crashed. Okay. And he has uh, a photographic memory of all the plane crashes that have ever happened. Because, of course, autism uh, gives you the uh, powers of a supercomputer. And mm. uh, so he has a, a breakdown in the airport when Tom Cruise tries to pack him onto an airplane. Um, and Tom Cruise says, that we can't fly. Every airline has had a crash. No, n- there's no airline we can take. And he goes, Qantas. <laughs> And Tom Cruise is like, what? He's like, Qantas, Qantas never crashed, definitely never crashed, Qantas. And uh, and Tom Cruise is like, well, 
Great, we have to take our boat to Australia to fly Qantas. And he's like, Sorry, was John Hurt playing uh, Tom Cruise in that movie? I am America's tiniest sweetheart, Tom Cruise, here to audit you upon my clay table of lust. I don't know the plot of Rain Man, but... Uh, Definitely clay table, definitely audit. Okay, Uh, so Australia, Uh, Qantas, Airbnb. Airbnb Mm. is taking the lead on this marriage quality... Hot water burn baby. ...campaign. Uh Oh, spoiler alert, hot water burn baby. Uh, okay. Uh, yes, at Qantas. I'm I, sorry. I've lost my... You've derailed me. Oh. Okay, back on track. This is why we fly Qantas, because they never go off the rails. I have, oh, wait, airplanes don't fly on rails, James. Is that, it's why they've never crashed, because they don't take off. They just ride a just rail ride across a rail. the ocean. Oh, they've invented the train. They have. Okay, so anyway, uh, they're doing this thing where they want you to get a ring. You can get it for free. You just send away for it. Um and they will send you this little, I don't know if it's plastic or what it's made out of, but it's a black ring okay. that you wear that has a little gap in it, like one of those Halloween spider rings. Do you sure. know the ones? Like David Letterman's teeth. Yep. Um, no, I know what you mean, though, the spider ring. It pinches. It's not good. Uh, no, this one seems to be made a little bit better. It's oh, not okay. quite so cheap. Uh, but it does have a gap in it, mm-hmm. and uh, the, the edges are rounded, so it won't like hurt you. Mm-hmm. And uh, you wear it to symbolize the gap in marriage that needs to be closed. So that gay people can get married. And this is supplied by Qantas? This is supplied by Airbnb, and oh. Qantas is involved somehow as well. Huh. Um, so, yeah, it's, I mean, it's a nice little symbolic thing, I suppose. Sure. I mean, to be honest, it makes a hell of a lot more sense than duct tape over your mouth. That is true. I agree with that. So somebody uh, who's opposed to this went on TV and said that it's a bad idea, that people will be silenced by these rings, that they'll feel uncomfortable. Oh, like duct tape over their yes, mouth. Yes, exactly. Oh. It'll have the same effect. Shouldn't the bucket be on your head? That people will feel uncomfortable expressing their opinion, and people shouldn't be um, intimidated by others wearing rings. What? Uh huh. Yeah. And she said also it's an occupational health and safety issue because that gap in the ring could get caught on things. Wait, this is just opposition to someone wearing rings. Yes. So I mean, there's okay. So there's the idea that people won't, that people will feel uncomfortable in the presence of these rings. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, there have been symbols in support of LGBT equality before this ring. Like, is that also true? Like, don't wear a rainbow pin because, or something like that, because it'll silence, it'll have a chilling effect on the national discourse? I guess, because it's political, as if excluding gay people is not political. Or wearing a fucking cross. (laughs) I mean, if you want to talk about a symbol that has a chilling effect, if you think about much of the history of it, Mm. um, yeah, I... It's okay. Uh, and then the uh, idea that rings are an occupation. Then ban rings. All rings. Not, not just gap. Idea. Not just not just gap tooth David Letterman rings. All <laughs> rings. All right. Well, for sure, toe rings. Uh, uh, yeah. I think that's, that, we can start there. That's something that's someplace we can all agree. Sure. And now anklets we're going to have to take on a case-by-case, on an ankle-by-ankle basis. Uh, pearl anklets we'll accept. Wasn't oh. that a thing on Throwing Shade? Weren't they laughing about people who oh, wear yeah. uh, ankle bracelets made of real pearls? I I have one made of Rhea Perlman. You nearly just made me do a spit take. <laughs> I was very close. She was digested by an owl and released as a series of pellets that I have strung together. <laughs> That's not how pearls are made. That is how Rhea Perlman was made. Oh, well, that I don't doubt. You put in some snips and snails and Danny DeVito. <laughs> and out comes Rhea Perlman. Yes. Oh, man. Okay, so Japan. Uh, yes. Japan. The land of Persona. Uh, yeah, Persona and Mersona. And Mersona. All the Sonas are in Japan. Uh, so Japan uh, the, has had its first gay couple fostering a, uh, a foster child. Oh, that's nice. I thought you were going to say like fostering an eel or something. No. Oh, okay. Or no. a rabbit. 
they, they, they do train rabbits to wear pancakes on their heads. That's true. You That's think the whole the nation first, of Japan. 2017 would be the first gay couple to own a rabbit in Japan? Well, to legally uh, make it their child. I suppose that is not what has happened. Oh, okay. Uh, so two gay men. Uh, yes. One is in his 30s and the other is in his 40s. Very spotty details on this couple. Okay. But one is in his 30s, one is in his 40s. That's all we know. And they've got a teen boy that they're taking care of. Oh, that's this is the ideal scenario. <laughs> this is the agenda at work. And they live in Osaka and uh-huh. uh, it's very nice. Oh, I see. So congratulations to them. That's a very brief news. How snippet. many rabbits do they have? I don't know. Uh-huh. These are the details that were lacking from all the news reports about them. Have they trained the teen boy to wear pancakes on his head? Oh, man, that would be so great. James, why don't you wear pancakes on your head? Because you don't make me pancakes anymore. Would you like pancakes? You used to. It, I've been a long Once time since I made pancakes. Time, Here's the reason. Time. Here's why. why. Because for a long time, we didn't have a nonstick pan. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of a pain in the neck to make pancakes if you don't have a nonstick pan. We have a waffle iron. But we, and we have a waffle iron, and it's kind of a pain in the neck to clean the waffle iron. Oh, I see. But now we do have a nonstick pan and it's a good size it's yes. not the wrong size like the first matthew ordered a pan that was the size of i'd say a modern 4k ultra hd tv no it was the a, a modern 4k tv with a handle okay and a slick surface here's the thing it was like a monster truck tire sitting on that stove top it really was it took like all four burners <laughs> it really did it was it was huge it was like a prop from a tv show where someone is shrinking either that or a prop where someone's comically domestically abusing their spouse by kabonging them with, with a, a frying pan. pan sure it was too large so i sent it back and i got a slightly smaller one and it's yes. a good size and now i can make all kinds of things and i'm not crowding the pan like i used to have uh, to do well heaven forbid you crowd the pan i don't want to crowd the pan no. so now i can make a pancakes that's the moral of the story, and you can put them on your face. Uh, that, no, the head. You have to on train the... your teenage boy to wear put pancakes them. on his head. Oh, with bunny ears, James. You'd be so cute with bunny yeah. ears. We, we need whiskers. to get a teenage boy. Oh, you're you're the teenage boy for me. Oh no, we've got to we've got to get all the pancakes and stack them up, and uh, he has to go into the dog crate and keep the pancakes on his head. I, I'm just imagining you doing that. And it's oh, very cute. How dare you? Wait, the dog crate? Yeah. Okay. I don't know if we're going to get custody of a child anytime soon uh, with it's, talk like that. It's going to be custody because we're also <laughs> going to pour custard on him. Okay. That sounds fun. That, nice. I, that I endorse. So, uh, okay. So that's all the news from around the world. Oh, that's all the news that's fit to print. That's all. The, yes. That's, it's, that's fit to stink. It's, oh, uh, so we've got uh, a few things from the United States. Oh. I guess the most important thing mm-hmm. is that Neil Gorsuch was confirmed to the Supreme Court. He was, well, they voted him in, so now we got him. Gorsuch a bother. Oh, yes. oh, oh no. But it actually is quite bad, isn't yes, it? Yes, it is, it is quite awful. Uh, so he is likely, if we get a marriage ruling or any other issue relating to LGBTs or just civil liberties in general, uh, he's not a good person to have there. Mm-hmm. So he's, you know, Scalia 2.0, essentially. So um, we did all that work to murder him in Texas, and uh, we just got some guy who's just as bad. Uh, sure. Oh, well. And so National Organization for Marriage is very happy about this. I they said, so. we are likely only one vote short of reinstating marriage in our nation. Reinstating? That's what happened to it? it? That's a, well, it's, it doesn't Where'd count it anymore. Uh, uh, we don't have marriage anymore. It's like gonna if you have a favorite cookie and then someone else can get that cookie... Your cookie doesn't exist anymore? Yep. It's just like that. If you give a mouse a cookie, then you can't have any more. That's right. uh, Well, then it's no longer a cookie. Right. Now it's a mousy. Now it's a mousy. It's a a mouse wafer. Hmm. That's what... James, could we have a mouse wafer marriage? 
Uh, we could have a mouse wafer. I've been anthropomorphizing you as all kinds of things throughout this episode. It's true. I'm imagining you as a myrrh, which would be very cute. I mean, I'm also just, I'm also just anthropomorphic by nature. That's true. I suppose I'm giving you human attributes for the first time in your life. (laughs) Thank you. Enjoy. Bon appetit. I'm Lancelot Link, Secret Stink. Oh, oh, you'd be so cute as a chimp. Anyway, oh, you just made a chicken noise. Would you be cute as a chicken? No, chickens aren't cute. Anyway, no, they can be cute, I guess. You can have a cute chicken. Okay. I begrudgingly said. Uh, so, Gorsuch, uh, so Nam says, rumors are flying that another court vacancy could occur soon with the retirement of one of the justices who voted to redefine marriage. Mm-hmm. Okay, sure, rumors are flying. I don't I don't know that Nam has any particular insight to who's retiring when any more than anybody else. Sure. Uh, but, okay, great. I mean, it it is super shitty that... Uh, Someone sent a raven. It was probably that guy you met today. Oh, yeah, he might he have. sent a raven saying, uh, oh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg's getting bored. <laughs> so we got Gorsuch. Uh, is he likely to get a marriage ruling or a marriage case or something related to LGBTs in the next couple of years? Probably. Uh-huh. Uh, there's a lot of stuff percolating away. There's a lot of uh, Republicans challenging marriage in various states. So sure. things could escalate quickly to the Supreme Court. And then uh, we've got the same ideological balance as we did when uh, they ruled in our favor, but uh, if somebody dies or retires or, I don't mm-hmm. know, they're just out to lunch. Well, there's also the matter, too, of uh, the, the, the the cute way around things of saying, oh, well, it's settled law that, you know, the 14th Amendment says that marriage licenses need to be issued to people regardless of the genders of the applicants. But that doesn't mean that, I mean, like Roe v. Wade, right? Like, oh, yes, we've established that women have a right to an abortion, but states also have a right to put reasonable restrictions and limitations on that right. Right. Uh, And so I could see many cases where they could say that states have a reasonable right to put, uh, you know, reasonable and rational restrictions on what marriage means depending on who the participants are. Exactly. And so what we've seen with abortion is you get these, uh, in quotes, reasonable uh, limitations like, oh, it has to be within uh, 20 miles of a hospital with admitting and there has to be a panini press on premises or something like that. Just things that have nothing to do with anybody's safety. And so it's not inconceivable that they might do the same thing with right. marriage. So that you have the right, but it's it's functionally inaccessible. Right. And also, not just marriage, a whole bunch of other stuff. I mean, there's a lot of states where you can be fired or lose your job, or fired or lose your house, or get kicked out of school, or not get a loan, or whatever. Uh, you know, it could become possible that uh, people can't emigrate if they've got a binational spouse. You could lose tax stuff. You could lose health care stuff. You could lose social security stuff. Who even knows? Mm-hmm. We were all, I mean, we're seeing all this stuff with bathrooms right now, but who knows what the next step's going to be. Ugh. So uh, a lot of those things are probably going to go to the Supreme Court, and Neil Gorsuch is now going to be one of the people who hears them, and he's sided reliably with companies that want to discriminate. He sided against LGBT people, and he sided with uh, originalism. So if it's not there in the Constitution, he doesn't want to see it. I just want to go back to Nom for a second. Yeah, what's the deal? I don't know if you know about the video game. There is a thing, there's a box, you can connect it to a screen, and little people will dance around and kill each other for your amusement. Mm. Now, the video game, it comes in different flavors. You got your your Matendos, you got your Sony Playbox, and you've got your Microsoft X Station. You got a ColecoVision. You do. You also have the personal uh, abacus. The, the now, personal abacus. The personal abacus. Now, you have all these different things, and throughout the history of the video game, sometimes a particular video game only comes to one 
of these devices. It only comes to the Nintendo, or it only comes to the X Station, mm-hmm. or it only comes to the Playbox, or it only comes to the personal abacus. And people get really invested in their device because they are the ones who got the the jeans man who jumps off the cliff or they're the ones who got the space armor that shoots the face and and they love it and that's their 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 identity is tied up and they have this device and they wear the jeans or they wear the armor or they uh wear the overalls and go wahoo and these people matthew these people of the video game Hmm. They go bananas, tally me bananas, if their thing that they like goes from one of these devices to all the devices. They go nuts. Really? It is a betrayal. It, they will storm the forums. They will kick and scream and cry and talk about how, they, how this is a, an attack on the fans, a betrayal of the true fans. Now, I knew that there, is, uh, there are hurt feelings if one of their games goes from one platform to another and the exclusivity goes with it, but I didn't realize that it goes... No, no. If, it, if it's simply, if, it, if, it was, if it's a series that had always been locked to one of these devices and now it is on all the devices, which is a very savvy business decision in almost every case, mm-hmm. uh, if, it, if it suddenly goes to every device now it is a betrayal an assault on the fans they don't know who to trust they don't know who to yeah. believe because their whole identity was tied up in my box has the man in the jeans and the man in the jeans is objectively superior to the man in the overalls and the man in the armor and now the man in the jeans is ruined he I... is ruined for me because other people can play him this is such a betrayal of the trust i put into the box i fail to see what this has to do with what we were talking about are you somehow going to draw a parallel between that and 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 this topic of this podcast i'm going to say that people are fucking stupid <laughs> okay that's that it. other people getting access to a thing you like can only be a good thing. You know, this reminds me of Doctor Who. Uh, we had a conversation with the lovely Susan Arendt. She's this wonderful games journalist uh, who, I can't remember, is she a games radar now? I can't remember where she is. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, Susan Arendt, wonderful. And so we chatted with her about uh, inclusion in games, when more people are represented in games for our project Playing with Pride, playingwithpride.com. You can go there and learn more about it there. Uh, and so um, one of the things she said is that she used to be a big snob about Doctor Who, and she liked the original things, and she she liked Tom, uh, what's his name? Tom, it's not Tom Poston. Can you imagine Who Tom is Poston do- as Doctor Absolutely. Who? In an American reboot, dig him up. Yes. Uh, Tom Tom Fiddleston. Uh, <laughs> sure. So she was like, oh, well, this new Doctor Who, all these people who are fans now, oh, they don't They've even They've never even worn a scarf. Yes. So at some point she was like, wait, wait, wait. I can have more conversations with people about Doctor Who. More people are having a good time. I'm less of a freak and a weirdo for liking it. There are more conventions. There's more stuff being programmed. There's more merchandise. There's more everything. This is a good thing. More people liking a thing that you like is a good thing. Well, and more people having access to it. More yeah. people being able to enjoy something that you have enjoyed in a, in a more exclusive sense. And nobody is going like, oh, now we have to... I mean, even if they did, not that this would ever in a million years happen, but nobody's going like, now we have to remaster all of the original Doctor Whos and put a bunch of like wacky sound effects in and uh, take out uh, that, that one kid who everybody hated. Uh, I've forgotten his name. It's Alistair or something. You've, uh, you've gone up the down staircase. I don't know what you're talking okay. about. Oh, now I'm now I'm 
references ahead of you. Yes. Haha, take that. Anyway. Uh-huh. So it doesn't ruin your thing for people to like something like it. Yes. Expanding access to something that is important to you and that is tied up in your identity and that you value and giving more people access to something that you think is valuable can only be a good thing for them, can only be a good thing for you. You fucking idiot. <laughs> so that's uh, the news with Nam and Gorsuch. Uh-huh. Uh, we have two other little points of business this week. Uh, mm-hmm. Both are probably going to be brief. Uh, one is stupid and one is pleasant. Okay. So the stupid one uh, is the return of the cakes. So oh. uh, once again, America is buzzing about <laughs> who has to make food for who. Okay. Um, so there's this new show on Fox, apparently, mm-hmm. called You the Jury. Okay. Oh, God. Uh, so it's a show where people with controversial opinions face each other and make a case for their thing and argue, and then everybody votes on who they like. Perfect. Yeah, great, great. I mean, this is going to be our judicial system in four years. Uh, the host of it, I can't remember who the host is. It's some quasi-famous person who is like, it's the next evolution in the judicial system or in American democracy or something like that. And I, mean, I was like, oh, a... God, you're probably not wrong. No, it's actually like, I, I don't know if they were trying to be tongue-in-cheek, but they're not... Yeah. So anyway, uh, this couple in Indiana is going up against that pizzeria that wouldn't cater a gay wedding. Okay. And that's going to be broadcast on April 22nd, and it's going to make us all stupider. Oh, wow. Yeah, that is not a thing for primetime television, like, for for an ad-driven, ratings-driven, like, because obviously it's not about getting to any kind of truth. It's no, about no, the, about It's fighting, about the circus. Yes, of course, of course. So it's going to be, be as incendiary and crazy and Jerry Springer as you can, <sighs> and it's going to make everyone polarized even further, and yeah. we're all going to hate each other even more. But I mean, like, I, I honestly, like, it, replacing our legal system with a reality show. Why not? I mean, it's, it's not that far outside of what could happen yeah yeah no it, the thing that it made me think of the first thing that i thought of was that post-apocalyptic jury from the pilot episode of next generation <laughs> you know where they're all i mean yes. it would be amazing if that's if how it, if it was that i mean fair enough yeah and that uh, mad max realness mm-hmm. uh anyway so that's coming up april 21st so look forward to rolling your eyes and having horrible feelings about I'm, that i am looking forward to my dotage being full zardoz Okay. Uh, and uh, episode number, uh, episode, issue number six. Yes. We have had six things to talk about. Here's the sixth one, and it's just pleasant until it's not, I guess. Oh, okay. Uh, one is uh, Barry Manilow is gay. Oh, yeah, I'm so surprised. he's come out in Parade Magazine. Uh-huh. And, 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 you know, no, I'm gays, sorry, not Parade Magazine. Oh, because I was going to say, people. gays love a parade. Yes. <laughs> we, we're always trying to get into parades. I know. We have to be Barry Manilow and wait 39 <laughs> years to come out. Much longer. Oh. So uh, Barry Manilow is gay and married. Uh-huh. So congratulations. When did he get married? Um, I was 2014. Oh, Mazel tov, Barry. Yes. So this is not a secret. For one thing, everybody knew that Barry Manilow was gay. Sure. Uh, for another thing, Suzanne Summers talked about how he got married in 2015, okay. but he himself never talked about it. So he's given his first interview about it. Uh-huh. Uh, he's married to this guy that he met in 1978. Yeah, so it that's... was me. Oh, God. It you... was I, I emerged into the world and I said, hello, Barry. Mm-hmm. And he said, you are my beloved. Yes. And so, you know, the, we've had a lot of the same tired uh, responses to this, like, oh, I already knew. And also, oh, who cares? Sure. Um, and so, I like the uh, brain candy 
song. Yes. Who cares? Yes. So, but Louis Vertel, uh, no, so Louis Vertel pointed out yes. uh, that that is a very um, straight person reaction to like, oh, I, I, I knew it all along. Uh-huh. Uh, but uh, Guy Branham had another insightful insight, which is uh, that the people who are making fun of like, oh, everybody knew or nobody cares, uh, are pretending that the forces that kept him in the closet for that whole time didn't exist. And that is a thing to talk about, that uh, Barry Manilow felt that it would ruin his career for 40 years if he came out of the closet. And that really sucks. Certainly. And a lot of entertainers of his generation, particularly entertainers of his generation who enjoyed a a little uh, foot-long hot dog sandwich from time to time, (laughs) if you know what I mean, um, they're no longer with us. So, I mean... You know, I, he 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 lived through some shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I bet both, he's got some stories to tell. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, there were a lot of forces at work, um, a lot of reasons to be fearful, and and also, you know, it takes a certain amount of courage to be in a long term relationship and yep. to ultimately marry and that sort of thing. Yep. Um, so it is it is a complex issue. Uh, I mean, can one wish that in the eighties or nineties he had? you know, come out and, and, and taken a stand and, and said something, um, perhaps, but I would also say that like, he is not someone who was actively going out of his way one way or another to, um, to influence LGBT issues. Yeah. He wasn't a particularly political guy. Correct. And, and, he you know, been. I, I think if it's a personal decision for him to keep his, his personal life and his professional life separate, um, more power to him. I think it's very different from people who during that same time period were benefiting from the presumption of being straight while actively trying to harm LGBT people. I think that's, there's a big, big, big difference between an entertainer who just is trying to look out for his career um, and uh, scumbags. Sure, sure. I would not call Barry Manilow a scumbag. I do think it's an important political act to be out and open and honest, um, but it's not one that everyone can take and everyone has... I also don't uh, think it's one everyone's obligated. I I don't know. I don't know. I think there's an opportunity. Here's the thing. There's Here's an the opportunity, thing. What's the opportunity, sure. So how much good could Barry Manilow have done if he was like, and I'm gay? Mm-hmm. Uh, that might have done some good. Yeah, I think it I think it might have been a nice thing. I don't there know. There are sure are people in his audience who... That may have had some small effect. Although, I think even if he came out and said it, you know, the, the fact that they like Coca Cabana, mm-hmm. uh, I don't think is going to significantly. Coca Cabana? What is it? Copa. Oh, well. Well, excuse me, princess. <laughs> why did you turn into Rodney Dangerfield? I don't know. I don't know. I get no respect. That's why. <laughs> I don't get any um, respect around so here. I, I don't think, get pancakes anymore. <laughs> there are two things that Barry Manilow coming out could have done. One mm-hmm. is to make his fans perhaps more tolerant of LGBTs. The other is to provide a role model to people who are like, sure. oh, look, there's somebody to look up to. And sure. I think those are both nice things that could have happened. It's a shame that they didn't. But uh, I don't think it's as important as, you know, I don't know, um, Barney Frank coming out or something like that. Uh, or or Lance Bay. Lance Bass. I don't know how to <laughs> pronounce his name. I was trying to say bass and bass at the same time. What's between bass and bass? It's kind of a schwa. Hey, uh, bass. Lance Bass. I think it's probably it's probably a Nordic vowel. Bass. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> That's just a sheep noise. That was almost Carol Channing turning into a sheep. Much less better. Oh, dear. Okay. Uh, anyway, that's the news oh from, from around our asylum. But, but mazel tov yes. to Barry Manilow. Congratulations. We are happy for you. I'm going to decide on behalf of both of us. Uh, sure. We are happy for you and may you long may you live. Yeah, yeah. he's living his life. Enjoy yourself, Barry. Yes. Go you... Grand Marshal of Parade now. Yeah. yeah. Parade Magazine. He's the Grand Marshal of Parade, Parade Magazine. Magazine. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. So that's about it for the news. I do want to let our listeners know that I'm going to be at DragCon at the end of the month on uh, the 29th and 30th. Uh, the World of Wonder is doing DragCon in Los Angeles. I'm going to be hosting a panel on the 29th at 2 p.m. Uh, about uh, LGBT game. No, I'm sorry, on the 30th at 2 p.m. about LGBT gamers. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, games and characters and drag in games and what's the queerest and who's the bayonetist. And joining me on the panel is Dylan Zayner, a uh, fabulous streamer. 8-Bit Dylan. 8-Bit Dylan. Also joining me on the panel is uh, Will Shepard, a rel- well-known, well-regarded YouTuber, and Gordon I Bellamy. his name has numbers in it. Uh, Shep89, I believe. Maybe. Uh, and also Pandora Box, the fabulous Pandora Box. Yeah. Uh, nerd, uh, gamer, uh, personality, drag race contestant extraordinaire. Mm-hmm. She's quite funny. So I'm excited to have all these people on the panel. You'll be moderating and participating. Yes, and, indeed. Uh, it, and people who like drag and people who like games... And people who like Matthew's peanut-shaped head should all come look at these things. Look at the head. Yes, come to Drag Race. Come to Drag Con. Come look at me. See me. Feel me. Touch me. Eat me. Massage me. Yes. Uh, yes, also Drew Drogi's going to be there. Not on this panel, but he's going to be doing a panel on uh, comic books. Oh. So I'm excited to see that. Yes. Yes, indeed. So, hooray! And, uh, yeah, I'm going to be in L.A. for that amount of time. I may also be popping by Musical Mondays uh, Monday evening, if I can. Uh, that's at Rage. At Rage! In West Hollywood. Right. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to be popping by that, hopefully. Uh, I've got a busy, busy, busy interview mm-hmm. schedule when I'm not doing Drag Race stuff, so uh, my my time may be quite tight, but... Uh, Everything about you is tight. Yes, tight. I'm tight all over. Okay, I'm fit to be tight. So let's uh, wrap it on up. Everybody, thank you for joining us. You can always leave a little note on the podcast on iTunes. Let us know your thoughts. Uh, a little can, a secret a admirer secret. note. Ooh. Give us, give us, tell us, tell us your tales. And uh, let me know your thoughts. I'm at Matt Baum on Twitter. You can also get my book, Defining Marriage. That's at definingmarriage.com. It'll link you to the ebook and the audiobook and the, uh, the, the, the paperback. The paperback. People are still getting the paperback. Very I'm nice. surprised the paperback sells a little better than the ebook. That doesn't surprise me at all. I think people should leave reviews and on oh, yes. Amazon as well, and they should tell you what their Mersona is. Yes. Oh, review. folks, please do let me know your your, your review. Please let me know your Mersona. Uh, are you are you a scuttle? Are you, he's not a mer, but he could be. Can you imagine a mer gull? A, a, a murder of gulls. A mer- okay, oh. so that's about it. We're getting weird and punchy, so I think it's time for me to eat. James. I love no, don't you. Don't eat me. <laughs> Good night, everyone. Good night. By the hereby, by the hereby power granted podcast over. Holy shit! <laughs> All right, start again. Oh, no, I'm happy with that. Okay, good. Perfect. Yeah. Moi. <laughs> <laughs>